We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number four. I'm Jim Galante along with our special guest, Richie Schneiderite from Penn State Rivals. Richie, what a busy time for Penn State recruiting this month. Yeah, it, it's it's been crazy. Um, a bunch of four stars, um, wide receiver Seed Haynes, Marion Parker out of Alabama, Dakari Nelson out of Alabama, and I, I don't even think they're done yet. It sounds like they're going to add a couple more uh, relatively soon. Well, let's get to the uh, ones that are going to come. Let's get to the ones that have already happened first. Just recently, over the weekend, uh, Dakari Nelson, who you mentioned, a six foot three, about two hundred pounds safety, out of Alabama, and as you mentioned, Tamari Parker, also out of Alabama, and these these are not just any players; these are both really good players coming out of Alabama. How is this happening? Penn State doesn't typically... Alabama's not their prime recruiting territory. Yeah, so it sounds like Alan Zemitis, the uh, director of recruiting, has done a heck of a job here uh, building a relationship with some of these guys and just kind of selling them on the Penn State culture and the Penn State uh, football team in general. Um, they came up for a couple official visits, both of them, and they just both fell in love with the, the school, the campus, and the people in general. I know after talking to both of them, they were both very high on the staff, very high on Coach Franklin, and, and they think they could build something special with this class and then the class before this. So this could this could be back-to-back top 10 classes for Penn State, and it, like I said before, it, it's far from over still. We've been talking a lot about uh, James Franklin's comments about NIL, mm-hmm. and it seemed like he was pleading poor, you know, we, we can't compete with those other teams. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're competing, though, with other teams. As you mentioned, it looks like a potential top 10 recruiting class for the second year in a row, right? Yeah, so so I don't want to say these guys are all NIL people. Like, not every recruit's going to request, like, a like what Jaden Rashad is doing down at Miami, where it's, what, 11 mil or something like that for one player? So I don't, I don't want to say it's not it, – not having NIL is hurting them a little bit, but at the same time, Franklin's still one of the top-tier recruiters in the country, and he's proving it over and over again. And his staff is just built with a bunch of top-tier recruiters, and you kind of see that now with uh, four stars and Tamarian Parker and Yusid Haynes and Kari Nelson committing. And now you probably have a couple others, like I, like I keep saying, down the line. Well, let's take a look at some of the potentials to come. Uh, a couple fascinating positions. Let's start with running back, where it appears Penn State is down to two potential running backs, one of them mm-hmm. being London Montgomery, who's the in-state kid from Scranton. Mm-hmm. And then you have Trayon Webb. And I noticed uh, on your site, uh, which is, uh, make sure I get it right, pennstate.rivals.com, yeah. just put in a future cast for Trayon Webb to Penn State, and he's coming out of Florida. It would be another great get from down south. So where is Penn State between Montgomery and Webb? So for, for starters, Montgomery has been favoring Penn State for the longest time. Eventually they gave him the offer in early, I want to say early to late spring. I forget exactly what day it was. But um, it does sound like they kind of shifted their focus a little bit to Webb more. Webb is the more premier target of the two. Uh, I think he's number 102 or 103 in our rankings overall. Um, he's a number two all-purpose back. Um, 
one-time Oklahoma commit. They lost their staff with Lincoln Riley going USC. One-time Florida commit. They lost their staff. And uh, they got a new guy down there, Billy Napier. And, and they made a pretty big push for him still, despite the new staff at Florida. But it sounds like he's, uh, this is going to be his third commitment, and it's hopefully his final commitment. Um, he'll be deciding later this week on the 30th. Um, and Penn State just had a really good visit with him recently. He, he came to campus for an official visit um, with all the other commits on the, uh, what was it, the 14th, I want to say, or 15th, whatever that weekend was. And uh, he, he just really enjoyed his time. And as we all know, Cider is just very good with running back recruits and, and the state of Florida in general. He's um, He's been recruiting the state, the Sunshine State, uh, arguably better than most uh, out-of-state programs. And um, it just seems like they're going to have their third four-star running back in the past less than 12 months, I guess. 11 months, 12 months. Uh, very impressive. Now, as you alluded to, they picked up two really good running back recruits last season, Catron uh, Allen and obviously Nick Singleton, who we've all been talking about. Is there any chance they would take both running backs? Yeah, I think there's a very good chance. I think um, they definitely want it to from uh, from the start of this class, this recruiting cycle. And that kind of tailed off a little bit with a couple other top targets going elsewhere. But if you can get a guy like Webb, who's a pretty good uh, all-purpose back, a pass catcher out of the backfield, and then get a guy like Montgomery, who's maybe, you could maybe argue, might be the better of the two backs in general in terms of running the ball. But uh, overall, yeah, I I think there's a very good shot they could end up with both guys here. And as you mentioned, Webb is scheduled to make his commitment later this week. Mm -hmm. Another player whose commitment date is set pretty soon is King Mac. Now, we're recording this before King Mac makes his commitment, and he's another safety out of Florida, and he's scheduled to make his uh, commitment on Wednesday, I believe. So, Mm Folks, you're listening. You may already know the answer to this, but where does Penn State stand with King Mac, and what are they getting if they do pick up King Mac? Yeah, so he's he's his whole recruitment was just very interesting. Um, originally, it sounded like he was going to go to Penn State and join his teammate Conrad Hussey, another four-star committed to the Nittany Lions, and and that that was sounded like that was almost set in stone. He scheduled his visit. It was going to be on the 24th of June. Uh, that whole weekend, he was going to spend time with his Conrad Hussey, with a bunch of other guys, um, commits and targets. And then he took a weird visit, like a midweek, not a midweek, uh, a mid-June visit to uh, Michigan State on the 17th. And it sounded like they kind of gained momentum real quick. And actually, like after talking to the Michigan State guys, they sounded like he was going to silently verbal to them and then come out later this month and make it public. However, he took the visit on the 24th, and it sounds like Penn State is back in the driver's seat here. Um, and it's another top-tier Florida kid, um, borderline four-star. I don't think he's a four-star with us currently, but I think he has the potential to be. Um, he's just a really good safety prospect, and you're also building that pipeline down at St. Thomas Aquinas, which is arguably one of the top uh, football programs down in Florida uh, year in and year out. They produce, I want to say, seven to ten guys each year for Division One programs. So, I mean, th- this is a good pipeline to form, and it just keeps uh, – banking on that uh that whole Florida to uh, Penn State pipeline. It's amazing to me, as you mentioned, his teammate is Conrad Hussey, who's already committed to Penn State at safety. King Mack is a safety. <clears throat> Could you imagine one high school having two elite big-time college football players mm-hmm. in the same class? The, uh, probably nobody gets away with passing against this team, I would imagine. 
Yeah, they're, they're next level guys. Um, I know they went out to that overtime elite seven on seven tournament camp thing in Vegas recently. And everyone has told me about how good Hussey was, how good Mac was. They actually ranked uh, Hussey as the number one DB in that entire, uh, that entire event. So, I mean, sky's the limit for some of these guys and once they get to penn state this could this could be like a little little bit of a dbu type forming over here it, it seems to be going that way and add in the kids they get every year from lackawanna mm-hmm. it, it's a pretty good pipeline there also the other position that we've all been talking about quite a bit it seems like for months we've been talking about these guys at linebacker and that's mm-hmm. tamer robinson he's out of pittsburgh and uh, Tony Rojas out of Virginia, two very highly thought of linebackers. It seems like, Richie, they're finally going to make their commitment soon. Yeah, so Rojas, we'll start with him just because his is coming up first. It's going to be on July 5th. Um, everything sounds like it's leaning towards Penn State. It sounds like it's been leaning towards Penn State since, I don't even know, the beginning of time at this point. Um, <laughs> but he's, he's, he's taken a couple other visits. They, they, there was some push from Clemson. Clemson ended up filling up with other players. Georgia made a pretty good push. She went there for an official visit slash seven-on-seven camp on, on Monday, um, last Monday. And then um, he just went to Penn State this past week, and, and then that, that was it. That was the kind of the deal sealer there. And uh, it seems like he's built a pretty good relationship with the staff. And Manny Diaz has done a pretty good job recruiting these linebacker guys um, ever since he joined back in uh, this offseason. And that that it sounds like Penn State – Despite the push from some other programs, Penn State's going to land Tony Rojas. And it sounds like the same thing for Tamir Robinson as well. Virginia Tech made a really big push there. He has a really good relationship with Brent Pry, which makes sense, obviously, built up over uh, the past couple of seasons. But um, Miami made a push for Tamir Robinson, too. They hosted him on unofficial, and obviously they have the whole NIL pitch, which is always helpful for them. But, um, yeah, it just seems like both these guys are still trending towards Penn State. And I, I'd be a little shocked if – either of these didn't end up with the Nittany Lions when it's all said and done. So this is a good news for linebacker you. It, it certainly would be, especially to get both of them. And what I always con- get concerned with are those guys who seem to be early leans to Penn State, yeah. and then it just takes forever for that commitment. It just feels like, okay, if it doesn't happen by now, is it still going to happen? It almost feels like with that extra time, somebody else gets a chance to swoop in and steal them away. Now, I'm using that also as my segue to my next question. We talked about this before. Yazid Haynes, who's the wide receiver uh, from the state of Pennsylvania, he was originally committed to Rutgers. And he decommitted, I'm assuming because he found out he was going to get some more offers from uh, bigger-time schools. He ended up camping with Penn State, impressing them. I think it was at a rival's camp that his Mm -hmm. recruitment really blew up. And he ended up pretty quickly uh, changing and committing to Penn State. Then, lo and behold, we get a tweet from him that... Gee, Georgia has now just offered him. Mm-hmm. And we've recently heard this story before where a Penn State commit gets an offer from Georgia. What are you hearing about um, Haynes, Richie? Is Georgia a threat in this uh, case? Um, yeah, I'd say they're definitely a threat. Um, even when he was committed to uh, – right before he was about to commit to Penn State, he took that official visit to Penn State. And he told us, like, nonstop, I'm still taking my other visits. I'm still going to go on this places. Then Penn State made a push for him on that visit. He committed, and it seemed like everything was shut down. Then this past weekend, that Georgia visit was supposed to happen, and it did happen. 
He actually posted a picture in a Georgia dog's uniform. Got deleted relatively quickly uh, on uh, Instagram. So I can't imagine the staff was too happy with that one. But uh, regardless, I, I still think he's pretty solidly committed to Penn State. I think he just wanted to take his couple visits. He's built a pretty good relationship with Fran Brown, the former Rutgers DBs coach who's now at Georgia. So that's kind of where that like relationship kind of built on from. Yeah, I mean, um, I still think he's a solid Penn State commit. He's a PA guy through and through. And as, as we all know, the best in PA stay in PA. So um, it just seems like uh, he's pretty solidly committed. Now, is he going to get an earful from Franklin a little bit from for that visit? That that one's very like has a lot of potential there. I would think also posting the picture even more so. It's one thing to quietly visit; it's another one to to announce it to the world. Yeah. Okay, Richie, thanks so much for the information. But that is it for the show. Thank you all for listening, and make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over fifty years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. In his book, Why Penn State, author Greg Woodman takes readers on a trip back in time to Happy Valley in the 1980s, a unique era of gridiron success and rapid expansion that gave our university its modern identity. Whether you're traveling down memory lane or discovering old states past for the first time, this compilation of rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews helps you explore the why behind We Are. Start your journey today. Order online at whypennstate.com.